It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. Psh, it's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Doesn't sound like the usual mindless, boring, getting to know you chit chat. That sounds like you actually have something to say. Why are we having these conversations? What the hell am I doing here? Now, you're a big jungle fan. I love a bit of jungle, and uh, not the curry kind. Just you know, the music. Do you go raving then? Well, I later in life I started going raving a bit. In my thirties is when I started raving. You started raving in your yeah, 30s. yeah, yeah. Because my twenties I was like, it was properly strict. Not well, not strict. I had a mortgage. Right. So I can't can't go to raves with a mortgage. Yeah, you can't go to raves with a mortgage. <laughs> and then eventually I paid off enough of my mortgage where I was like, I've got a bit of a mortgage left. Yeah. But enough that I can go out raving. Yeah, that's what the the mortgage advisor. Said. Yeah. We've had a look. Yeah. <laughs> you can go raving now. <laughs> Congratulations, you paid off half of your mortgage to go raving. Yeah. Congratulations, so yeah. So how did you find raving? Did you like the... Uh... I loved it. I, 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 look, I am, I guess, a little bit infamous amongst comedy circles, and at least, for being a great night out. Well, first time I met you, yeah. we were on a night out, weren't we? Mate, we were on a night out looking at floors. We were looking at floors. I don't think we actually spoke. It was more we, just, we just like... pointing at floors. Just pointing at floors. Oh, look at that. Because oh, I think there was a weird dude... He had his like he had his uh, phone light on, flat flashlight, and he was just looking for something on the floor. So we just sort of joined in. We just sort of joined in, helping him, <laughs> not knowing what he was looking for. We're just looking at, expecting the floor. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the evening, every time I saw you, we just point at the floor. I'd be like, "What do you think of this?" <laughs> and then today, I came. We had a bit, bit of a chat for the first time properly. Yeah. And you told me your other job. Yeah. You're a carpenter. Floor layer. Flo- you're a floor layer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, we were, it was a home <laughs> yeah, game for you that that's night. That's it, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I like a night out. Um, yeah. Friends of mine will say, when we know Ishan's coming, we prepare ourselves to go home at stupid o'clock. Is that, is that oh, you're like, do you do you this thing? Do you get to a point where you get, like, you, you get pissed enough that you're not going beyond that so you can carry on going? Do you well, know what I mean? Because if you keep drinking, like some people just drink themselves into oblivion where they can't carry on. Oh yeah, well no, I I yeah I can I can drink like nonstop till yeah. five in the morning. Yeah, but I don't get hangovers. Fuck off! I've never had a hangover. Oh bollocks! Fucking legend, bruv. No, never had a hangover. What do you mean? I just don't get hangovers. What do you get then? Nothing. I just get a bit <laughs> groggy. That's probably just a hangover. That's that's no, but it's not like it's not like my I don't get a headache. I don't like have an existential crisis. What are I don't you? get hangovers or come downs. It's like your superpower. Yeah. Like a shit, shit member of a Marvel. <laughs> non hangover man. No hangover man. <laughs> he stays out till six in the morning, not fighting crime. 
just getting pissed <laughs> while the city descends into chaos. And he wakes up the next morning and just carries on with his day. Bloody good film, that. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the arc? There isn't one. It's just the same thing all the time. Um, I don't get hangovers. I do a joke about it on stage. I, I, I guess I don't get hangovers because I say my, my liver is Muslim to the point of denial. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll be drinking and my liver's like, no, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think that's pretty what it is. Yeah. It's like inside you saying... Because I think I started drinking quite late. I was like in my yeah. tw- mid-twenties when I had my first drink. Yeah. And when I started like binge drinking like a proper British wanker, yeah. I was in my late twenties, early thirties. So my liver has just been protected before that point. Yeah. I'm about thinking there's maybe part of you that's saying, look, I, I don't drink. I don't drink. And then even when you start drinking, say, I'm not going to have the normal reaction to drink. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Because... Maybe because yeah, then I, then I, you know and I, mean? I cannot wait to have my liver cancer fundraiser at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a hangover, I just got cancer. But I, think, I think, though, the thing is, this is the thing about hangover, right? It's if you moan about it, it gets worse. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. if, if you're sitting there going, oh, you just keep reminding yourself, yeah. oh, I've got a hangover. Because if you get a hangover, like, I know when I'm really tired, the moment I have a shower and I step out of the house, I feel fine. Yeah. But we we end up moping in the house. We're like, oh, I'm going to cry and watch Bridget Jones or whatever people do yeah. when they're on a hangover. What do people do? What do you do on a hangover? That's a lot of that. Like, Bridget Jones, that, yeah. A lot of wanking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. can you wank on a hangover? Well, you, oh, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know, do you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you'd be able to. Yeah, but it, yeah, you find it doesn't help. And then just nothing yeah. helps. Do you know what I mean? And does it, is there enough power in the jizz for it to like, really, dribble over yeah, your hands? Yeah, it's the really depressing... <laughs> Leaky tap of it. It's less of a weight. It's not like more of a motion. It's like blowing your nose. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like a volcano in its like final bit. It's just going. One of those depressing wanks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um, so wait, where, where, where do you? You're from East London, aren't you? East London, born and bred. Well, I say bred. Born East London, Whitechapel. Yeah. Bred in Essex. Oh, Essex boy. Proper mate. Fucking year. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I, I grew up kind of Ilford, Seven Kings, that part of Essex. I live in Chadwell Heath now. So, how, so how, were, how old were you when you moved to Essex? Eight. Oh, eight. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. first eight years, I was in like Forest Gate, proper East yeah. London. So, when you grew well, up, I sound like in, it, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> but when you grew up in East London, you know it's like now, it's very uh, gentrified and that. So, how old are you? I'm 38. So, yeah, so, I look amazing. So, Although, I have to say, can I just say, yeah. I'm very intimidated sitting across you because you're a very handsome man. Oh, thank you, mate. I think you're one of the most handsome comedians in the country, actually. I don't know how to take a compliment, so I'm just going to... I think it goes... <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, though, if someone does say that to you, uh, what do you do? Because you can go, I'll stop it, and you look like a dickhead. And then you can just go, thank you, yes, I agree. <laughs> there's, there's no way out of that when people say... <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what? I think I want more and more British comedians to just yeah. be like, yeah, I'm f- yeah, I am handsome. I wouldn't do that. I'm not funny, but I am handsome. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, cheers. No, cheers. cheers. No, I was going to say, in um, with East London when you were growing up, yeah, was it like it's not like the East London now, is it? Oh no, 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 absolutely no. not. Like my so my dad came to this country when he was 17 and he started driving minicabs illegally. Where from? Where was that from? Yeah, from Pakistan. Right. And uh, he used to carry a meat tenderizer in his car because people wouldn't pay him. Fucking hell. Or they'd try and stab him, and he'd have to beat the shit out of them. Fucking this hell. is in Canning Town. Yeah. And, you know, I remember when I was maybe late 20s. Yeah. One night I said to my dad, oh, dad, I'm going out in Hackney. He's like, what? And I said, I'm going out in Hackney. He goes, no, you're not. Yeah. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you can't. It's Stab Central. I'm like, it was. Yeah. It was. It's not anymore. And he's, my dad's a paramedic. So when he does go to Hackney now, it's only because someone's been stabbed. 
Right, yeah. But he remembers it from when... I remember when the Canary Wharf estate was just swamp. Right, yeah. It was just marshland. They didn't have any of the buildings. And there were just drug syringes everywhere. You didn't go to Shoreditch. Shoreditch, Shadwell, Hackney, Haggerston and Homerton. Yeah. You did not touch with a barge pole until I was in my mid-twenties. Yeah, because I suppose it was all like West End then, wouldn't it? Everyone goes to the West End for a night. Yeah, everyone went so, to the West End for a yeah. night out. You did not go to Shoreditch. Yeah, because I, mean, I think, oh, I'm 35, so I think I remember, I was, of that, I think I was that first wave, let's go out in Shoreditch. Right. I think. Like, it was like uh, Brick Lane and all that was like a yes. thing to go and do, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Brick Lane was just where my mum would go and pick up her groceries, like Bengali groceries at yeah. the end. But to go out, You'd rather go to Romford. Yeah, yeah. And Romford's a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing as well, like, because I, 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 I was like, you know, for my first eight years, eight years of my life, I was in, I was in Croydon. Yeah. Right, which was a shithole. And, and now it still it's, is. And now it's worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah somehow. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Somehow. It's got worse. How? I don't know how they managed that. <laughs> but it's like, and even it was even that big of like going, uh, yeah, that's going to be the next gentrified sort of, it's still it, no. Because <laughs> they've got a passport office in Croydon, haven't they? Have they? They had a passport office in Croydon. I, I remember you had to go to Croydon. Yeah. You, there was one of the because it was either Victoria or Croydon, and when you went to the passport office in Croydon, you saw all these you know all these amazing cultures, all these backgrounds in one place, but they were in Croydon, and you're thinking, you all fought to come here, yeah, <laughs> to, to get a passport. <laughs> really? What are we doing? Exactly. Go back. I know when I was in, I lived in Australia. There's a place in Sydney called Croydon, and ironically, it's a shithole. Is there? Like... They, they didn't give that place a chance, did they? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Why would you call it Croydon? <laughs> I know, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, East London now is un. I mean, Stratford is yeah. unrecognisable from when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, going to the market in the Stratford Centre before Westfield was there. Because I think I even think like when because that's what I'm saying. When I was like sort of first generation of going there, it was still a bit. You have to keep your wits about you. Oh yeah, yeah. A little bit like that. But then I walked. I was walking from one gig to another a while back, um, and all it was was just like middle class people with. Little dogs. And yeah, dogs. it's just like, bizarre. I've actually been mugged more in Islington than I have in East London. <laughs> I've been mugged in Islington three times. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm from the East. What's yeah. happened? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I think there's that thing, like when you're of an age, you're, you're sort of, oh, we're going to walk around East London. You've got to be a little bit scared. And people who have no concept of it have just moved there. Like, this is fine. This is absolutely you... fine. Yeah. Everything's lovely. We've got a little bakery here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm no... like, someone got stabbed in that bakery when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Percy Ingle in Stratford. <laughs> there was exactly actually stabbing there once. Was it? Outside the Percy Ingle in Stratford. Why are you getting stabbed over pastry? <laughs> like what? what? What's yeah. happened? Yeah. Fucking hell! That's a new low, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So are you living in Essex now, then? Yeah, I live in Essex, Channel Heath. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's... all right. It's lovely. Yeah. Uh, we had thirteen BNP councillors in two thousand and ten, and the EDL used to march over my my road every Saturday <laughs> morning. <laughs> Just picking, picking up some milk. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I am one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I should go back to where I came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. point. Good yeah. point. Yeah, see, yeah. see you next week, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Same again. Yeah. Fuck. They're still about then. They're still knock about. There's, some, there's a smaller group. One of the pubs. There's two pubs at the end of my road, and one of them was a real, real EDL hotspot, and that's that's shut down now. Mm. So they've um, and the bar that they used to do it in, that's now like a cash and carry. Yeah. Um, but. They do meet now and then, and you just feel a bit sorry for yeah, them. Yeah, cool. really. That's a good way to look at it, though, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, thing is, and I think I've spoken about this on different podcasts as well. I don't mind a bit of racism. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I had uh, 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 Andrew Mensa on here? Yeah, the other day? 
And he was saying he does like um, it's when people like white people feel so they go to him, oh, I feel really bad for you that they haven't cancelled Little Britain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They say that and he goes, I don't give a fuck. But, I like, yeah, I like yeah, yeah. Little Britain. Yeah. Like, you know what? Okay, what I mean by that is, is yeah. like, particularly from my pa- like from my parents' generation, overt racism like that, where yeah. people call you the p word or whatever it might yeah. be, doesn't really happen that often. But actually, I would rather. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. I every so often got beaten up or called the P word. I'd rather it didn't happen at all. Yeah, yeah. But in the choice between getting beaten up and being called the P word and bosses stopping me from getting promoted because there's an institution right, yeah, level of yeah, racism. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather every so often <laughs> someone just bashes me across the head. Do you know what That's I mean? That's a nice way to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very positive dude, mate. <laughs> there's an anti-racism. Will you yeah. just calm down yeah, yeah, yeah. a just, little bit? I really... Because <laughs> my dad, you know, he, he'd, he'd, been, he'd been stabbed twice by the National Front. Fucking hell, right, man. So he was... What, I bet your dad regretted coming here, though. After all he that, loves it. All that meat cleaver in his yeah, cab, stu- stabbed yeah. twice. But he... he you're doing all right, though. I'm doing all right, though. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, so he, you know, when he had to deal with that kind of stuff, and I've said this before elsewhere, the first time I got called the P word, I wrote an article for The Guardian. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bit, a bit of a different <laughs> yeah, yeah, life, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, altogether. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, um, it's funny, like, especially now in comedy, everyone gets so riled up about everything all the time. Yeah. Because I think I grew up in East London and I've seen the transition and what people are like. And actually, a lot of them, their heart's in the right place. Yeah. That what they know about, non-white people comes from what they read and what they hear from their stupid yeah, that's mates. That's the thing, isn't it? It's a bit of like, there's a little bit of like, you have to have a little tolerance for ignorance, I suppose, don't you? Yeah. A little bit like... Tiny just, bit. Yeah, just like, it's sort of, they're just not, it's not, it's like they no. thought about, it's just that. Yeah. Because a lot of these people there, they live week to week. Yeah. They want to have enough money to go down the pub at the weekend and if they're really mad, follow Billericay Town around, around the country yeah. to watch a bit of football and then every so often they'll just read that Brown Dude has done this. So I hold... The clever people who are in charge more responsible, yeah, yeah because yeah. they're in charge of the narratives. Yeah, Do you see what I mean? think. What, well, maybe there's a thing because I reckon these racists are coming from like white places or multicultural places, and it's and it's because you know what I mean. The worst racism is from all white places, all multicultural white places. places. Like the multicultural places. Like my yeah. mum, she told me a story once. She was in Watney Market, which yeah. is near Stepney, and um, there were these. Uh, there was a fishmonger there and like a vegetable stall market guy. Yeah. And they used to call my mum the P word all the time. Yeah. Right? But they used to call her Mrs. P. Right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> soften it a little bit. Eventually she earned <laughs> enough respect to be called Mrs. P. I'll leave it out. Make it, just, well, we're not going to completely not be racist. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say P. Hey, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> have a little bit of tolerance here. Come on. And then one week, a bloke walked past my mum, bumped into her and called her the P word. And these two guys no. jumped the shit out of this oh, bloke. Oh, really, yeah? Beat the shit out of him. Said, Mrs. P. <laughs> Still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy. He's not allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're ours, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've got you. If anyone yeah. says anything racist to you, yeah. we'll look out for you. And I was like, you do realise you're calling me <laughs> Mrs. P. It's such a, like, And they're like, yeah, but it's Mrs. <laughs> David, isn't it? What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's what you're fishing off. <laughs> Defending her because of racism whilst being racist. racist. That's really. Yeah. So my mom, but I think your mum's emotions. I don't know how to. No, but she was always like, do you know what? Their heart was in the right place. Like, yeah. eventually for them, it just be, didn't become a thing and I didn't really mind it. And 
But yeah. that's where the ignorance thing we come in. We were talking yeah. about comes into it. Do you know what I mean their hearts in the right place? Just that lack of education. Uh, exactly. Lack, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm always I think because I've grown up in that kind of environment, particularly in comedy now, I'm so much more relaxed about this stuff in a way that other comedians who look like me or are, you know non-white. Yeah they sometimes don't really understand it because, I don't know, maybe they didn't grow up in the place that I grew up in. But they think it's more the uh, the white people overcompensating. Isn't that not? So much of that. Oh, that's the exhausting. worst, isn't it? Because the thing really, like, I'm like, originally from Croydon, so it's yeah. just like, yeah. grew up in a multicultural, it's just, just yeah. a thing, you know what I mean? But it's the ones who haven't. Yes. And then like, the way they deal with it. Yes. <laughs> so awkward. Yes, Joan. Yeah, the worst immigration to happen in the UK yeah. was the home county's white people moving into London. Yeah, those immigrants are the fucking worst. Those <laughs> stupid white lotties and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hugo's coming here, yeah. setting up their stupid bakeries, yeah. and just like being, like, oh, one mustn't talk about race and whatever. Da, da, da. Shut up. I was thinking of doing a sketch about it and like doing like you could have like a non-white person, a white person, and because uh, we're we're friends and, and we're just colleagues. Yeah, no, but now. I can get I can call one my friend friends. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We can say friends. We can say friends. <laughs> I know, I know. Because they have no concept yeah. of it, and they're just like, this is why I hate gigging in Brighton. Right. It's one of my least favorite places to to go because Brighton sells itself as a really diverse place. Yeah. Not very many brown people there. Yeah, that's true. It's a very white place. Yeah, yeah. And I remember once I did a gig where I was like, I said this very thing that like, listen, you're going to police what I say. Yeah. But this is one of the whitest places I've been to in the UK that sells itself as being liberal. But any brown people here are only here because their family don't like the fact that they're gay. <laughs> and then some people got really upset with me. It's a really triggering sort yeah. of sentence. Yeah. Yeah. How did, there was one brown girl there. I was like, are you LGBT? She goes, yeah. And I said, your family disowned you? She goes, yeah. I said, is that why you came here? She goes, yeah. <laughs> so, no. so, so, no, no, I know no. the experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so those bright lot with their green hair or whatever, just yeah. policing, like, oh no, don't be racist, don't be this. Yeah. Sometimes racism is hilarious. Yeah. It's really funny. If I go into a Chinese restaurant and Jack turns up, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing serving with me? <laughs> don't, you can't cook this, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I've really, worked it out because, like, um, you're using the word woke. When there's, I've seen a few people say woke just means you're compassionate. But no, it's compassionate. And I think woke is this sort of negative thing where it's this thing of you are, you call yourself compassionate. But if someone someone has ideas that don't agree with yours, yeah. you wish bad things to happen, happen to, to them. them. So that's not compassionate, is it? No, it's not at all. That's, that's, By that's, the way, whoever's editing this, can you just keep the bit where Jack says, I think woke is negative and just clip that out? <laughs> just, just... Is that a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> I've already tweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so. This is the thing I get away because I'm uneducated. Yeah, I'm no, openly no. uneducated. But I know what you mean. And do you know, mean? know what? Bill Burr's got a really good bit about yeah. this where he says, um, he goes, I... Woke is a good thing, but I blame black people for how white people have taken woke on because it was a black person who would have said it at a party. Yeah. And a white person's like, I want to be that. Yeah. And they say it and they don't really understand it. Yeah. And what it means to be woke. But also. Because the word is compassion, though, isn't it? That's the one they're looking for. Yeah, being aware of. Because I just see so many people, Nate, like, like, like relishing in, in their wokeness. In, you know, in people failing who aren't. Do you know what I mean? If you're that compassionate, you should be open and just be like, yeah, absolutely. let people just do their thing. Whatever but we were just talking about there, about the ignorance of, yeah. of, of racism or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can look at that and go, oh, you're just a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> do, you yeah, know, absolutely. do you know what I mean? Like, you don't want pain or hurt. You don't want yeah, anyone to be affected by yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's this thing of like people patting themselves on the back for just like knowing. Yeah. They're like, oh, did you know colonialism was bad? And yeah. you're like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you want? Yeah. Whereas, so then. When I'm on stage, I've got a whole bit about why I think British colonialism was great. 
right. and people get really upset. <laughs> but you know, I'm trying to do comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to yeah. be. That's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. <laughs> of, I don't want you to agree with me. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Want, to, I want you to laugh. So yeah, yeah it's a uh, strange. Thing. I can't believe we started talking about this. How did we get into this? It's me, uh, bloody, bloody Ishan Akbar talking yeah. about race again. <laughs> yabba, yabba, yabba. <laughs> but the thing is, though, it's always, I find myself, I, I talk about uh, working, cla- working class too Stop. much. I'm starting to talk about it too much. I keep saying it too much. Now every time I say right, it, interesting. I, I think, am I saying this too much now? But this is it. interesting, isn't it? It's like, I did a, a posted a video, of, I can't remember what video it was, a couple of days ago. And it was on TikTok. By the way, TikTok is hell on earth in terms yeah, I've heard of, of comments. It. Yeah. <laughs> but the comments that people make, someone goes, can you post a clip where you don't mention race? Right. right? And I had plenty of clips before that where I didn't mention race at all. Right. And it does happen that the moment someone like me mm. mentions race, it's like, oh my God, here he goes. Yeah. Someone like you goes about working class, someone will go, oh. Yeah. But no one ever notices that if you're Scouse, you bloody talk about being Scouse. Yeah, yeah. If you're Geordie, you'll do a Geordie accent. Yeah. Everyone talks about what they know. That's it, because it's just in your... It's your wheelhouse. It's like when I'm writing material, I can't help talk about being uh, like a dad, say. Yeah. Because it's my life. It's, it's your my, life. It's my ha- it's how... I can't go yeah. on stage and be like, look, let, let me tell you what's tough about being Chinese. I yeah. fucking hate it. <laughs> People are like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's just so yeah. ridiculous. Because yeah. even in Edinburgh, there was one year where I had two reviews in the same show. Right. One reviewer said, Ishan Akbar talks about race too much. Next reviewer said, he doesn't talk about race enough. Oh, it's fucking, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, yeah. Talk about fucking water bottles. Yeah. Well, Asian people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that's what I'm trying to... I, I get this as well. This is, I did a, uh, a TikTok sketch about working class dads. Yeah. Yeah, back there, we did this thing. Like, go and get yourself a trade. No matter what you want to do. If you want yeah. to do something, go and get yourself a trade first. Yeah, so when 100%. The thing, Which I agree yeah. with, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But it's more... I don't, I don't think I got the joke across the, the, the right way. It's more like that sort of so the thing of saying... Because the thing you do want to be in life, do in life, yeah. will fail. Will fail. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's all. But I've got. That's you know what I'm telling you. I've that. got such a funny story on this front, yeah. right? My brother's friend, John. Yeah. My brother went to a state school in Dagenham, called Robert Clack, and John got a place at Cambridge University right. to do maths. Four A stars, right? Gets a place at Cambridge University. He goes to Cambridge. Lasts about two weeks. He comes back home. Yeah. He says to his dad, "I left Cambridge. I've deferred my entry because I can't." deal with Cambridge University. I'm a working class boy from Dagenham. His dad goes, oh, don't worry about it, son. Go down Barking Dagenham College. They've got a few courses down there you can do. And John's like, I don't think you understand what's happened. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. He's like, Have you, you know Cambridge University? Yeah. He goes, it's a bit far away, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just such a working class it mentality. Is, he is. doesn't understand. It's like my, my dad, I told the story last week, so I'll repeat it, but it's like, my dad don't understand what I'm doing. He don't get, he's supportive, but he don't know what, like this is it took me ages to like come out to my dad as a comedian, comedian right because okay. it's like we're doing up on that stage but he's not like that but that's, yeah. how, that's how i felt he would be right because it's sort of i think you get a little what bit what does your dad do he's a black cab driver right okay <laughs> so he's like but he's has he got a black dad <laughs> <laughs> his, his cab is black <laughs> <laughs> His cab identifies as black. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cab of colour. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah. But I had to sort of, I sort of, I sort of kept it a secret for what ages. Really, like, right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. Like he was supportive when he found it. Maybe even he hasn't ever come and see me. I don't know. You just sort of don't talk about it. It's one of them. Right. I don't know. So it's it's, uh, it's weird for me to be doing it. Yeah. I mean, like amongst, of course. I just think there's, a, like you. I think personally, I don't know if people agree with me, but like, there's a little element of being working class where it's like stay in your lane. 
100%. Stay, you don't get idea Because when I, I took me ages to do stand-up comedy, right? Because right. my head, it was, a neg- it was the wrong way to look at it, but my head went, it's not for people like me. These, yeah, people yeah, yeah. Have been, these people have been to drama school. These people have went to Oxbridge. Yeah, and yeah, and that's yeah. all. That's all. That's all I saw. Yeah, and like, and then it was seeing like people like Mickey Flanagan at the the comedy store. Like this was like about 2009 something like that. Right, it made me go, oh shit, he's just like he's like my my dad's yeah, mate. Yeah, you know he's what I mean? like, Green. Yeah, and I didn't. I've never. I never really saw that. Yeah, and it was, and that was that moment. I'm thinking, oh fuck, maybe I. And it took me like literally ten years to even get up on a stage because I just every time I'd think I want to do this, yeah. like, part, part of my brain would go, now you. What I love about what you just said there is, you know, as someone who is like a brown person who happens to do comedy, I get drawn into these debates, kind of conversations around representation all the time right. and why it matters. And I'm not one of those people that really cares about it that much. Yeah. Like, it, and I know that perhaps sometimes people might say I get stuff because I'm brown. I'm not. Let's step up to the mic and see why I get yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But you saying that, that you saw Mickey Flanagan, a working class bloke, and even before you even thought about doing comedy, yeah. a part of you was like, oh, I see something in yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. in him. And it's the same for whether you're Asian, a woman, lesbian, whatever, yeah. representation does matter. Yes, mate. Like, <clears throat> someone will see me, a being, you know, overweight Bengali Pakistani guy, yeah. who's and look at me and go, I did not know this was a possibility. Yeah. Even in a world like this. And so... It heartens me that you saw someone like Mickey. Yeah, it's not, and you can sort of hopefully pass it. Like that's why I like, still like doing videos in my van. Yeah, so if people are thinking do it, like they just, I'm just a bloke with a van who just happens to make videos. You Absolutely, know what I mean? and like, you can do it. It's just you've got to get rid of that part of your brain. Yeah, that goes now. Nah, it's like not me. Yeah, because yeah. also you know in working class communities or ethnic communities or whatever, I don't know whether there's this not sense of shame, but maybe in more working class communities there's a sense of like people will take the piss. That's it. And you're worried about that. That's it. It's hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I even and my brother is the probably my most supportive person, right? Yeah. I sort of blocked him so he couldn't see what I was doing because I, I just so nervous of him taking yeah, a piss him, out of you. Yeah, it was just but he never would. He was so supportive, but just this this thing in your yeah. head going because it is a working class thing. If you walk into a, a pub with a new haircut, it was like oh, wank you. Yeah, you're gonna get. And it might be a perfectly nice haircut. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all it is. You know what I mean, yeah. that's all it is. Whereas I think with Asian communities, the shame thing plays a big part. Yeah, like people are worried about what other people will think. And yeah. it's not the piss taking, it's the they will shame you for it. What would you mean? Like, how do they shame Like, they'll be like, doing comedy, for me, in one side of my family, is, is a shameful thing. Because, you know, I should be, I was a banker. You know, right. I should be doing those kind of jobs. They was proud then? Yeah. Are they proud now? No. Really? Not, not that side of the family. Fucking Just a bit like, what the, what the fuck is he doing? Fucking hell. Like, they would introduce me to other family members, but like, he used to be a banker. <laughs> Put that 15 years ago. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what's he doing now? Don't worry about no, it. No, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter nothing. Um, and it, even, even, even if I do stuff on TV, it's yeah. not in their wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. So to them, it just seems like a shameful thing. And wh- where it comes from, and I... This is such an interesting story. I've not really talked about this anywhere else. So you're getting an exclusive. Exclusive, exclusive. So one day I was talking to my uncle on my dad's side. So my dad's side of Pakistani. Yeah. I'm talking to my uncle on my dad's side. And uh, I asked him about castes. So castes are these things that happen in South Asian communities where you're kind of like um, like a farmer or a, or a carpenter or, you know, that you come from that family. Right, okay. Oh, okay. But in Pakistan, that's not really... It happens a lot in India. Right. But it doesn't really happen in Pakistan, right? So I one day just said to my uncle, by the way, do we have caste? Because I've heard that Pakistanis have caste. And he goes, yeah. yeah, we do, but we don't talk about it. 
So I was like, okay, w- what is it? And he goes, well, your great, great, great grandfather put a stop to it. So we're not associated with the cast anymore, but we used to be. So I said, okay, well, why is that? And he goes, well, he was very embarrassed of the cast. And so he said that we would retrain as carpenters and then eventually people would become doctors, lawyers, as you earn more money. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, what, what was the cast? And he said, well, the cast, they were called Mirassis. I said, okay, and what are the Mirassis famous for? What do they do? And he goes, well, they're singers, actors, comedians, and musicians. Ah. So I'm like, what? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, so back in the day, what would happen is if there was someone's getting, um, uh, if there was a wedding happening or a celebration, Mirassis would, would go there and sing or entertain and people would chuck money that way. And it was a kind of like a, it was seen as a high class form of begging. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. So you, you've got a talent. Yeah, yeah. Not all singers are respected in South Asia. Yeah. Right? It's often seen as something that you do, like a, we might look at a busker here maybe. Yeah. But something you do and people chuck money your way and that's it, fuck off. So my great, great grandfather was so embarrassed yeah. by this that he just didn't want any association with it. Go forward four generations. This knobhead. Well, yeah, you go. Get us a microphone and start selling jokes on stage for money. Hey, this is the storyline to the Pixar film, yeah. Coco. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> Have you not seen it? That's what it is. Is that what it is? He's a singer. Yeah. And he's and he's and he's his great great grandfather banishes it or something. Oh right. And then he's like, why why do I love doing music? Then he finds that's out. what he said. Like, what the fuck? You've taken my story away from me. <laughs> I know it's no been idea. done, mate. <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, when he told me, I was like, yeah. um, I'm going to be a millionaire. I reckon. I reckon uh, was it your uncle? <laughs> uh, was it my uncle? Yeah. I reckon he just seen that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'm getting fucking punks right now. That is fucking annoying. And but, uh, his uh, his other uncle lifted a house off the ground with loads of balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen Coco, but yeah, no. So that's uh, well, apparently that's the story. But now I've just been told that my uncle's probably fucking shitting me. <laughs> nah, I think that's, that's, that makes sense. Though. The, the, I then looked up the Morasses do exist. I do. And some of my favourite singers are from that cast, so we might yeah. even be related, so that's mad. There you go, man. You that go. is a good story. Well, oh, I can't Although fucking... <laughs> you can't sell that script now. No, I can't sell that script. <laughs> Maybe I can do an Asian version of it. Yeah. Do that right. bit. Yeah, rip That'll it off. Yeah, rip it off. Why not? Fuck it. Let's do that. Right, should we get into some questions? Yeah, go for it, man. We've had loads of questions. It's really, we really, you know, we really like to you know, soften you up and then we'll, get into, we'll ease you into some questions. Oh, yeah. Just, okay. uh, have you ever been caught shagging? Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, I've been caught shagging by my dad. Oh, this plot, I feel sorry for your dad's life. <laughs> He's had a good stabbed. life. He has to beat people. Go, no, he's seen his son shagging. Yeah. So it was, oh man. Uh, so some of you listeners might know that I've got a hearing impairment. Right. right so I wear a hearing aid. And uh, I've got two caught shagging stories, actually. Right. Not both of my dad. Uh, I've actually also caught my dad shagging. Fuck <laughs> Has he got a hearing impairment? No. He's got no excuse. Yeah, he's got no excuse. <laughs> Which one do you want? Me catching my dad out? Whatever. Where, it, whatever you want to do. Okay, I'll do a few of them. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was having uh, the sex with this girl yeah. uh, in my bedroom, and it was quite vigorous, and my hearing aid fell out. <laughs> right. All right. But you still got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing the doggy style. I know what that is. Yeah. Classic. Heard of that. Classic position. Yeah. Uh, I was behind her. And <laughs> I, oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. And um, at one point, the girl I was having sex with goes, "What was that?" And I was like, uh, "Probably my ball slapping again." <laughs> 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 She's like, <"All> right, come <laughs> <laughs> 
And she carried on. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not really into this, are you? <laughs> like, listening to next door's television. Yeah, uh, yeah. That Holmes and the Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Leamington actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having sex, and then all of a sudden the door swings open, right? right? And it was just an instinctive reaction. And if there's any women that listen to this pod, they're going to be so annoyed with me. And I apologize unreservedly for what happened next, right? Door swings open, my dad walks in, I got the duvet and covered myself. <laughs> And there's a butt naked woman on all fours. <laughs> you might not know I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad just like, kind of looked towards me, and I could just see him from under the duvet that stares at me, looks at her. He just stayed there as well. He didn't go, I'm oh, sorry. He just frozen. Yeah. He didn't expect it. And then he just like closed the door and yeah. walked off. And the girl just burst into tears immediately while all this was happening I was still inside her <laughs> <laughs> you're there like a big sexy ghost yeah. she oh, yeah. <laughs> big sexy ghost <laughs> with a, 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 an ever decreasing penis inside this woman waiting for it to jump and then she she turned over just in tears going I'm so embarrassed Yeah, and I was like but do we do we finish? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, no. So and uh, <laughs> we uh, we didn't see each other again. Oh, ah. Don't blame your dad for that. Uh, yeah, but a fucking cock block. <laughs> literally. Literally yeah. cock block. Yeah, yeah. So I've been caught that uh, caught by my dad. The other time that I got caught, and this was actually a much sexier one. Oh, okay. That was pretty sexy the last time. It was always quite sexy. Yeah, the sexy so, one. This is during my banking days. I. Uh, is that banking? You said. Well, yeah, it was banking. <laughs> Sorry. My house is cheap, cheap. classic. <laughs> uh, so, my banking days, and me and this girl um, met in a pub in Kerry Wharf, and we hit it off that night. Yeah. And you know, banking is a very stressful environment, right? Yeah, I imagine. And uh, we just got chatting, and it somehow became clear that we were going to have sex that night. And I thought I'd be going to her place, but the passion overcame us. And underneath West India Key Station, as a DLR was above us, we started shagging. Yes. What? Sorry, I got too into that. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly you just hear, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Jack? <laughs> yeah, this, this podcast slowly turns to an erotic novel. Yeah, <laughs> so we're having sex, and it, I mean, it was great. It was wonderful. Uh, and for some reason, all the worst things happen to me when we're doing doggy. So we're doing doggy. You like that as your favourite? It's not my favourite. It's yeah, just yeah. one of the positions, one of the seven I, I do on rotation. Right, yeah. Uh, like a meal plan, you know. <laughs> 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 so uh, we're doing doggy. And then the estate, like, so on Canary Wharf, uh, along all the estates, they have like an estate person, just it's like a security person walking around. Right. Security person comes around the corner and he notices us. And she... It was one of the hottest things that's ever happened in my life. She looks at him and goes, if you don't say anything, you can watch. Jesus Christ. Right? 
You had no say in this. I had no say in this because I've stopped. Just Unfortunately, for, he was looking, looking for a bed yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I came unprepared for this situation. You carry around in the backpack. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. I, I get stopped and searched because of possible Muslim terrorism. What's he got in his rucksack? A bed sheet? Right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so he goes, You can stay and watch. And the guy was like, What? And she goes, You can watch. Bloody hell, man. Just. This is really, we're in this little studio here, here in this little <laughs> kinky story. Yeah. I'm hard. <laughs> yeah, so he's rock hard. And he was like, yeah, all right. And so we just carried on having sex. And then wow. because she just had a little skirt lifted up, I mean, she, I mean, she's one of the hottest women. Oh, my. Anyway, I'm getting hard now thinking about this it. Getting, this is getting intense. And then she just, she then, she really took control of the situation. She was a yeah. very powerful banker. She, yeah. took, she goes, both of you boys deserve more, so she just like pulled down her. Jesus top. Christ! And I just had sex with her. This is so graphic. I know. <laughs> I was expecting that. I came really hard. <laughs> I don't know, the conversation before we were talking about Pixar movies. <laughs> you brought up the Pixar movie. Basic Pixar movies make me horny. Right. Jesus Christ! And but then, so he did stay. He just stayed. He, he stayed. stayed. Bloody hell! He stayed. Watched. Then called the police. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I spent two nights in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the other time I got caught shagging. What about your dad? Well, he wasn't there. I thought, he's, I thought he said you caught your dad. Oh, yeah, I caught my dad, yeah. yeah. Uh, twice, actually. He was a security guard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, had another, he had a meat tenderizer in his hands. Yeah. That was just for his own meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely little callback there if you've listened to the whole episode <laughs> um, he uh first time i was six years old i flew back from bangladesh i was in my bedroom i couldn't get to sleep i was jet lagged i walked into my parents bedroom and as you walk in the bed is to the left with the headboard against the wall on the other side yeah and all i could see was my dad's balls plowing into my mum <laughs> And I didn't know what it was. I thought they were having a fight. <laughs> Your dad said, you, you can what? <laughs> I won't tell him. <laughs> and then he eventually got his tits out. <laughs> Fuck's sake. God, oh, God. Okay. I think we need a palate cleanser. Let's... Jesus Christ. But also, wait, the second time I caught him. Right, oh, but there's more. Wait, wait. There's more. The second time this I caught so him. It's so X-rated now, this podcast. The second time I caught him, it was in Pakistan. I turned around. We, we, we were in, like, uh, the family bedroom. It was, like, four, three beds put together. I turned around, and I was about 10, and I kind of had a sense that they were doing something. But my dad was shagging my mum. And then nine months later, my brother was born. Oh, there you go. So there. I was there for the conception of my brother. That's sort of nice. I saw... <laughs> That's the nicest of the four stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it, I, I, saw the, I saw the jizz that my brother was. <laughs> climbing into my mum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my mum my actually listens to this podcast. Oh, I'm going to tell her I'm not. so sorry. <laughs> so sorry, Auntie Skipper. Oh, right. Skipper neck. Jesus Christ. We're going to go with... Who should we go with? Because they're all pretty bad, aren't they? There's no, yeah. way, there's no way back from this now. We're in it now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, We're here now. Uh, we should have covered are, drink are you, drinking. Are you glad you asked me this question? Yeah, no, I really regret it, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, you, you were saying before, though, I was going to say what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you, but you reckon you don't get embarrassed. Well, yeah. you've just proven that. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't, don't. I've got this... It's a weird thing in my, in my psyche. Since I was a kid, I never, ever really got embarrassed by anything because it was just like, oh, that's happened. 
I will. Funny. You're like a Zen guru type guy. Uh, yeah, I remember. Like I was twelve years old, and we went. We had a school trip to a farm, and I fell through like this sewage hole. Right. But I was too fat, so I didn't fall all the way through. I just got wedged. <laughs> and they had to like <laughs> try and like lift me out and wait for a pop sound as I. <laughs> I got wedged in this. There was, a, there was a cow shit everywhere, and everyone was like, "You're so fat, you can't even fall through a fucking hole." I'm not embarrassed. And I was like, well, "I didn't fall in, did I?" <laughs> Surely that's a better outcome. What would it take? To, I'm saying it though. You did throw a sheet over your head. There must have been a bit of embarrassment well, there. It, I don't know. Yeah, was it? Yeah, I think yeah. it was just instinctive. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even feel embarrassed about it afterwards because surely yeah. my dad would be like, oh, my, "My son's shagging." Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I never what would it take? What would it take? Honestly, I don't know. Very few things embarrass me. You've if got, anything, you know the feeling. Do you know the feeling of him? Kind of. Honestly, well, Jack, it's weird. Like, like, no, no embarrassment, no hangovers. Yeah, I'm what's, a weird dude. Yeah, that is weird, man. I'm a weird. It's not. It's like it's like not a bad thing to not. All the bad things you never have. Yeah, That's well, weird, isn't it? I mean, I've got a porn addiction. That you're not embarrassed by it? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched, watched porn before I came out today. <laughs> <laughs> on the big screen, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, on the just on the on the train. Some classic stepmum <laughs> stuff. Have you been watching? Have you been watching? Uh, I've done to ask you before. Watching Dharma. No, you asked me. I've not watched it. Yet. Oh, have you been watching it, Jonathan? The murderer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's talking about this. The home and it gives me ideas. How many murders <laughs> have you done? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Man, that is. Is it? I do. I, I love a true crime documentary. That is one thing I absolutely. It's nice. Uh, it's a drama. Oh, I was a. Dr is it not true crime? It's like no, no. It's a true story. Oh, uh, it's, it's like a you know, uh, Jeffrey biopic. Dharma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, biopic. There you go. Biopic. Right. But it's um, Jesus Christ, this guy. Is he? He uh, inspiration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seventeen innocent men murdered. Well, this this member innocent in what regard? Oh, is it? Well, well, they didn't want to die. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what definition? <laughs> I'm not up for this whole dying thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't put the bum in, but I was another. Thing is, I've not watched the documentary yet. Yeah, and I, but sorry, bi biopic. Yeah. I've not watched it, and a lot of people are, you know, whatever about it, sad about it, and they're saying you can't get past the first episode or something. It's pretty graphic. Yeah, well, there's a bit, there's a bit, because basically what he does, he's a gay guy. He he goes. So out Jeffrey Dahmer's gay. Yeah, yeah. Right. He goes out to gay clubs. Yeah. And gets other gay guys back. Yeah. He says he's going to take photos of them. Yeah. Uh, and then he drugs them. I'm, I'm ruining the story. Like this, this out there, it's general knowledge, isn't it? But that he does, he strangled them and then. Beheaded them and took the limb and cut them up and right. photos and all that sort of thing. Wasn't there an Indonesian dude who did this recently in Manchester? Was there, I don't Do you know. remember this? No. This happened. There was a gay guy in Manchester. I think it was from Indonesia or some a similar part of the world like that, who was doing something very similar, right. drugging gay men and raping. Them. I don't think yeah. he beheaded them though. But there was this, there was a bit and there's a bit where you find out because uh, the, the last guy who, where he failed it because he, he didn't drink the drink. The guy sussed that there was something in the drink. He's like, this is gonna like the the yeah, okay. rape thing. Yeah, and uh, so he's trying to get his way, get his uh, way out of it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you wanted to take photos. He's got a knife to him as well, but you you wanted to take photos. So then this guy sort of starts doing this sexy erotic dance to, to sort of distract him. I mean, from the <laughs> what a time to have to do a sexy yeah, dance. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird, isn't it? When you know you're about to get spiked. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, like, it's obviously horrific. Yeah, yeah. But to be a serial killer, it's pretty hard. It is hard, but, I, but then I think this this program is proven that it's the it's the upbringing. There's just, like you ain't got kids, have you? No, like, not that. Some, not that I know of. <laughs> there is a little little part of you when you're watching things that you go, 
Have I done anything that'll mean my son might be a serial killer? Because <laughs> when you watch really? these, yeah, look, you watch these, bro. Not that he acts like he. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Like he's a good, good kid. Good, good kid. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. But like, they often are though. It just, just, just shows like how you <clears throat> little things like this. This guy used to, he used to do um, him, his dad. He done it because his dad was like a scientist. He used to go and pick up roadkill with him and do like uh, yeah, but, okay. biology with. Him. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, Fucks with his head. Yeah, yeah. It would do as a kid, though, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, do you think that all the serial killers we've ever had, they've just had fucked up upbringings? Like, that's what's happened. Is that, do you think, what's happened? What do you think, Jonathan? Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon that's a big part of it. Yeah. Really? You, have to, you get so traumatized that you have to project your trauma onto other people by, like, slicing them up. So, it's kind oh, of brutal. I go. think, I think some people might just be douches. I don't know. Because it is. Cause, I guess, do you watch them, like, serial killer, killer documentaries? Yeah. Like that? Crazy, aren't they? Like, I want to work out who, like, the most well raised. Serial killer. That's a good one. Yeah, had a really no excuse. Yeah, just yeah, just, just fancied wrong. it. Yeah, because you could. Nature, that nature nurture thing, isn't it? Nature nurture thing. But also, I do feel like serial killers don't get the respect they deserve. What do you mean? Because like it's quite, it is very hard to be one. You've got to be physically quite strong. Yeah. And to dismember a body. Yeah. You got to. Be... And also, it's one of the things where like it's, uh, it's a lot of effort. You know, like something half, halfway through doing something, you're like, oh, why am I doing this? <laughs> You're a content creator. There's all these elements. Like he's got to, okay, first he's got to meet them. Yeah. He's got to, you know, yeah. date rape. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He rapes them. Yeah. Right? It's probably the worst thing about yeah. the whole thing. And sometimes you feel bad off you've ejaculated anyway. Yeah, so now you've got, got to deal with that. You've got to clean all that up now. Like. The energy. Yeah, yeah. You know what it's like? After yeah. you come, yeah, yeah. you don't want to do anything for like a good yeah. two days. <laughs> but this guy... <laughs> he's got to chop up a body. Chopping, he's doing butchery. Fuck's sake. And he's making sure no one else knows... And he's out to do it again. Ah, that is right. commitment. But I think this is, you, work ethic. You see a lot with these things, though. It's the, it's the police blunders, isn't it? Because apparently his his house stunk of rotting corpses. Yeah, of course. And he just still weren't getting caught. Just still like that's that bad, is, isn't that's it? That's crap police work. That is it, awful Jamie? police. What's that smell? Yeah, I Come on. This is you, do, you can do better than this. No, I do want to watch it though because I'm into them. But it's because it's a biopic. I don't know if I'm going to be as into it. I really love a proper true crime documentary. Oh, the proper documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, what's your favourite one? Making a Murder is a bit of a cliche one, but I really like that. The Staircase yeah. was good. Um, uh, there was the one which was, I can't remember what it's called, but they, it was a really weird one where they got a neck bomb on a dude and they sent him into the bank. Oh, sounds good. And then his neck like, face blew up. They got it on camera. Yeah. And then there was a whole web of people involved and they're trying to work out why this random dude, just a normal bloke, yeah. they picked him to do it, who's a pizza delivery guy. And then he delivered the pizza and they put a bomb on his neck and said, right, you're going to the bank. Fucking hell, what's that called? I can't remember what it's we'll called. We'll look that up, we'll just Google it. We'll yeah, find Google it. it. It's really, really good. We'll find it. But but have you ever met someone where you think, serial killer vibes? Uh, Jack you... Skipper. <laughs> Oh, been caught it out. rhymes with Jack the Ripper. <laughs> it does. So that's why. It does. No. Uh, yeah, of course I have. <laughs> you get that vibe, don't you, Jamie? You, know you get a vibe of someone who's just a bit weird, and then you're like, oh, I wonder if he needs an apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that mood now. Um, yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's obviously horrific. By the way, because I had to get it, it's on the internet. Yeah. I just want to be clear. I eat and like, but I fundamentally disagree with serial killers. Yeah, I don't think anyone's that into it. I think it's very, it's very niche. Yeah, I don't. It's market. not. I don't yeah. think it's good to kill people. No, I don't. Just put it out there. What? Some people you... are clear. Yeah, because you know what the internet's like. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you should be going around killing multiple people. Nah. Is there a reason you might though? What if multiple people hurt your kids? Yeah, that's it. Fucking kill him. 
Yeah. That's fine. I was thinking, I was thinking, like, a good, good idea for a movie, right? Yeah, as well. Like a pedo killer, vigilante type bloke. That's such a working class thing to say. <laughs> all the pedo hunters are proper working class scumbags like, as well. Like murderers, though. You know what I mean? Because they'd be like, it'd be this bittersweet type. Who's he killing? Pedos. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the pedo hunter. Yeah, yeah. To dog the pedo hunter. Yeah. Uh, well, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Good film. That is a good film. So you heard it here first. Yeah. And then he finds out four four generations ago, his dad yeah, was a pedo yeah. hunter. <laughs> There you go. There's, a, there's a film We're, written there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It. So get in touch with us. Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pixar will love that. Did you, did you watch the Peter for Hunter? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. So, well, I'd, I'd high hopes for it because of the, the Crocodile Hunter. That's good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Cool, yeah. I don't know if it's anything like... Yeah, it's is it like that? No, 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 Fuck you, no. Right. Have you ever shit yourself? Mm. Yes. Now, I one thing I'm very proud of right. is the regularity of my bowel movements. Once a day, every day in the morning, first thing. Lovely. I'm the same. Tell Come your on. brother. First thing I did. <laughs> Lovely stuff. I was in Edinburgh, 20, this is my debut year, 2016. And uh, I had been doing a lot of alcohol drinking yep. and a lot of substance taking right. in my time there. I was having a lovely time in Edinburgh. Yeah. On a quick side note, so you, you, your family aren't strict Muslim family? Well, they're, they're Muslim in name, but they're not like, they don't... So you haven't got to hide any... Well, you don't have a well, I mean, read, yeah. I, mean I, I don't drink in front of my dad. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really tell him that I do this stuff. Like, yeah. why would you? Yeah, right, I don't. Yeah. I don't think my parents. My it's dad, like a blind eye. Yeah, right. he probably turns a blind eye. Yeah, he's he's yeah. seen me piss before, but yeah, he really he's got enough on his plate with his whole yeah, meat cleaver exactly. and fucking, all fucking yeah, seeing his all that stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all this weird shit. Okay. <laughs> he just sits there shaking, <laughs> just remembering all the trauma <laughs> from his life. You know, Ishan had a beer. Oh, fuck oh it, yeah, okay. <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's the least of my troubles. Least of my troubles. Exactly. Sorry, sorry. So I just, I think I was like five, six days of not very, not sleeping very much, and just like drinking too much and having too much fun. And um, we are, so the room I had, you came in through the door, that's how rooms work. Yeah. And then you- oh, One of them rooms. Yeah, one of them ones. <laughs> yeah, quite different. Ooh, alternative, up and coming comedians. I know the ones, I know right? the ones. So I go through the door and then the audience, and then it's the stage and then the backstage, right? Right. I'm backstage and three minutes before, I'm like, uh, what's going on here? Yeah. And I was like, I. The only way to get out is through the audience. Yeah. There's three minutes before the show starts. Right. Uh, how long were you doing? An hour. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so suddenly I ran out holding my ass and it, I was going. I was going and walking at the same time, but I was holding onto my boxes to make sure it didn't trickle down my jeans. Right? So as I came out, this is the worst bit. Audience saw me. They were like, hey! I'm like, no, no, we've got three minutes. <laughs> we've got three minutes. The turret in the gilded balloon ran out, turned right, go into the toilet just by the loft bar. I capture all the shit in my boxes. Capture the shit in my boxes, wrap it up, hide it behind the toilet, get toilet paper, just wipe down, wipe down, wipe down, clean up as much as I can. I did not feel clean. Because I usually wash. I always yeah. wash my ass. I never use toilet paper. Oh, really? Yeah. B-day. Yeah, like a B-day. Yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. Um, 
so I didn't feel clean anyway. So I wiped it down. Went back into the room. What was the trousers like? The trousers were okay. Trousers were just about okay. Yeah, I mean, right. there was probably some sprayage, <laughs> yeah. but there were black jeans. Oh, okay, like, there you go. There you go. Fine, I'll yeah. be all right. So now walk, walk back in through <laughs> the room. Smell of shit. I know. Walk back in through the room. <laughs> yeah. And again, they're like, hey! I'm like, no, we've got one minute. <laughs> and then I introduced myself on stage and did an hour. Yeah? Just about pulled off an hour. Oh, no one, no one. No. There was no one. And then I had to, I, was, I didn't live too far from where yeah. I was. Uh, I didn't live too far from the uh, venue, so I went back to my, yeah. got a carry bag, took the shitty boxer out of the back of the toilet, went back to my house, had a shower, and then. There you go. It's fine. That was a lucky escape, though. Lucky escape, but that was fucking scary. <laughs> I was shitting in the, in the middle of an audience. <laughs> I like the way we're going, yeah. You know, like, hey! Like, this is making me more anxious. <laughs> I wasn't embarrassed. <laughs> what is it? Was a bit of food, food poisoning. Bit of... I know. I just think it was just like a sleep and like drinking oh, too much. Right, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Drinking too much, going out, not sleeping enough, and just yeah. shut myself. There you go. Not embarrassed. Not embarrassed. Say it. No. So if you were there, August 2016, and you were in the audience when you saw me run in three minutes, I was shitting myself. <laughs> but thank you for coming. <laughs> That's cool. Eh? So, future, the future. What's the future holding, man? You just done live at Apollo. Yes, I filmed it a couple of weeks ago. How'd it go? Really good. Uh, I did the Christmas episode. Oh, nice. Uh, so it, it couldn't, have, to be honest, it couldn't have gone any better. I was very, very happy with it. It's a nice thing to tick off. So how long do you have to do? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. All right. Um, so filmed live at the Apollo. That's coming out in December. I've got a couple of episodes. I've got uh, Celebrity Mastermind and QI coming out later in the oh, year. Yes. I've recorded those. Um, I'm going on tour with Dan Nightingale for the rest of the autumn, winter season. And then my own tour starts in February. Wicked. Which is all over the country. So go to ishanakbar.com forward slash tour to find out where I am. Um, and I'm filming something. Like I've got a couple of filming things here and there everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice and busy. Uh, and I'm, you know, I, I love doing this. I love having fun. Yeah. I love going on podcasts and talking about all this random shit like this. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, so you, you'll definitely, you'll see me around just doing lots of you, random things. I was talking to Victoria about this last week. Like you have got to like, obviously you've been doing it longer than me and you're, on TV and doing stuff. Do you have to have that moments where you have to really sit there and go, this is brilliant what I'm doing here. I'm enjoying yeah. this. This is fun. This is... Absolutely. Yeah. I like, I, I've... When I started doing comedy, I had no... Um, I didn't know anything about comedy. Yeah. I didn't... The only comedians I knew were Mickey Flanagan, Michael McIntyre, a bit of Kevin Bridges, Paul Chowdhury. I'm pretty similar as in... I thought... I just thought there was, like, comedy... And it, like, Live at Apollo was like, sort of like, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't realise these little pubs with loads yeah. of hundreds yeah. of people. I didn't realise. I had no concept I had that. no concept of it. Yeah. I had no ambitions to become a comedian. Yeah. That was, I just wanted to do it because it was like something to do. Yeah. I had no idea that eight years down the line, I would have had a body of work on TV. That's yeah, insane. That's mad. So, and particularly when you come from, in my case, you know, from come from an immigrant background, like my, my dad, I've seen how hard these people work. You've seen how hard your dad has had to work yeah. when you're from a working class background to make ends meet. The fact that I can get on stage, yeah. tell a couple of gags yeah. and get paid whatever I get paid to do it. That's fucking mental. That is brilliant, isn't it? So, it's good that you look at it like that. Well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I love every second, even this, just coming here, talking to you to do this. I don't have to worry about it because I know I've got other gigs, I'm going to get paid, whatever. Yeah. There are people who can't at 2.30, there's no way they can spend an hour just talking about the time they shat themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? So to me, it's a complete privilege to do this. I enjoy myself every single time, and there's a lot of comedians who take this way too seriously. Well, I, I, I have to... 
because I was saying last week, I had a little break from this because I was getting a bit too intense with it. I was just, I was acting more out of um, desperation yeah. than, than fun. It was like, oh, I've got to become a successful yeah. comedian. And it's like, this ain't fucking fun. What am I doing? Yeah. I'm making this a shit. So I, took, I had to take a step back. Yeah. And now I'm sort of, I have to be conscious of it. Like, you know, if something doesn't go my way or something, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm wary of slipping back into that thing where I'm making, I'm making it shit. Yeah. I'm making it shit. Yeah. It's a good thing, man. It's a great like, thing, yeah. yeah. And yeah. audiences will find you and audience yeah. will enjoy you more if you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's all I've ever done. I've never had a grand plan. I've never set targets. I never set Live of the Apollo as a target. Yeah. I didn't do it. I was just like, I just want to get good at this and enjoy myself every time I'm doing it. Yeah. And I know me that I enjoy things more the better I get at them. Yeah. That's just the way I work. Well, there's that thing in there of like input and output variables. Like you, all you can do, all you are controlled with is what you can do. Yeah. You can't say, I want to be on Live Apollo because it's not like a, it's not, yeah. It's not your choice. It's not my choice. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so yeah. many moving parts and whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm very, very happy touch wood of where my career's got to. And if someone yeah. said to me today, you can't do this anymore, I'd miss it. Yeah, yeah. Because I love it. It's the best job I've ever had. Yeah. I've done very serious jobs. I've done jobs in the city where I go into work at 6.30 in the morning and leave at 2 in the morning just working. Yeah, yeah. And yes, you sure, you get paid a lot of money, but it's, f it's a shift. Yeah. And I, don't want, I didn't want to be anonymous in an office anymore. Yeah. You know, so I feel every day... When I get, oh yeah, I'm doing three gigs in London tonight. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I think to myself, I'm a part of someone's evening. Yeah. In London, one of the biggest cities in the world, there might be some people who've travelled here who've gone, I went to London one time, and when I went that one time, I saw this comedian called Ishan Akmar. Yeah. What a privilege that it's is. brilliant, because even before you start, you have to look at stages and people say, oh, imagine doing that. And I am doing it. Yeah. Sometimes I don't appreciate it. you got to fucking appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. I'm, do, I'm doing the thing. Do you know what I mean? Last week, I organised a fundraiser at the Hack the Empire. Yeah, man for the Pakistan flood relief, I had 16 comedians, people like Milton Jones, Paul Chowdhury turning up. And uh, that was one moment where I just looked back, I saw a sold out Hackney Empire. They didn't come for me, I didn't sell it out, but they, you know, we did it for the benefit. But I was like, I was able to call in favours from these people, who I've seen on telly in the past, were at the sold out Hackney Empire, and I'm in a position in my career where I can do a fundraiser yeah. for fun. Yeah. What? Brilliant. What a, what a privilege. That's so brilliant. I absolutely love this job. I love talking on podcasts. I love meeting people like you. Uh, and yeah, so... But you, you, you generally seem like a... Like you're... What's the word? A level, like put together. You're not... You, don't, you know, you said you don't get embarrassed. Yeah. That sort of stuff. And what, would you give advice to people? How to be more... Like... like chilled with it how, how to sort of just enjoy it you know how to because what because you, you know what I mean you seem pretty yeah you don't seem to be stressed out about much no I'm not and if you, uh, do you know what it is like you're, you're, you're in your 30s you've got a kid as well yeah uh, so you're in a you're in a much more mature place in your life than I am like yeah. I'm 38 kidless you know yeah. I don't have the same kind of responsibility the only thing I'll say to anybody who who's, who's in this industry or wants to do not give a fuck about anyone else. Other than the thing that you want to serve, whatever you want to do, and I talked to you about this earlier, yeah. I don't care if other comedians like me or not. Yeah. I do not care if there's comedians watching this who think I'm not funny because you're not buying tickets, my tickets. Yeah. I don't care whether comedians are in the green room saying, we love Ishan Akbar, don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. I'll be your friend, I'll hang out with you. Yeah. I, I love a lot of comedians, some of my best friends are comedians. I don't care about them. What I care about is entertaining the audience in front of me. That's your job, isn't it? That's, That's my job. Yeah, yeah. That is it. Yeah. Because you, you're, a, you, you're a floor layer. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter whether another floor layer says you're a good floor layer. The customer has to say they did a good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. So that's one thing I'd say. The second thing is, so much of this industry is so out of your hands. It does not matter how funny you are. There are so many stories of people in the past who are brilliant comedians who just didn't get the breaks that they should have deserved on TV or whatever. Yeah. Commissioners, all these people, not all of them know what they're doing all of the time. Yeah. I interviewed once the first ever, the, the, co the founder of Netflix, and he said, I went to a hundred different people who all said this will never work. Yeah. So no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. Even in com uh, commissioners who, who might see this. Yeah. Because they want to pay their mortgages. Yeah. So they're just going to do whatever their business needs them to do. So if you just stay true to the thing that you want to do, your audiences will find you and they'll just love what you're doing. And then you can just say, you know what? This is what I want from my life. Because doing this at all and getting paid for it, you're in the top 1% already. That's quality, isn't it? And like, I suppose that, that, that advice well spreads into every aspect, isn't it? As long as you're doing you. You keep doing you. Yeah, keep yeah. doing you and it will come. Mickey Flanagan, yeah. one of my favourite comedians, he took his debut up to the fringe after 14 years. 14 yeah. years he was in the game. Solid hour he would have had. 14 years. Yeah. And there are people who will say, I've been doing this four or five years, I should be a star. Why? Yeah. That doesn't, that's not how it works. That's it, man. Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't a star at 18. He was a star in his mid-20s, but he'd been playing football since he was a six. Yeah. It took 20 years. And that's it. And that's what it's about the process, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's that thing. It's just enjoy. Yeah. Thing, like someone was saying, don't think of something as a journey, but more like a piece of music. You don't want a piece of music. You're not waiting for the end of it. Yeah. Early, you're waiting to get to an end. Yeah. So just fucking enjoy it. Just enjoy it. See what happens. Because like, life is unpredictable. My mum died eight years ago. She was yeah. 54 in the space of a week. Yeah. And so you just never know. when. So if you're sitting there getting bitter about, yeah. I need this, I need that, and you're wasting your own time. Fucking brilliant. Well, well, that was a poignant place to leave the podcast. There we are. That was brilliant. I can do serious sometimes. There you go. Do you want to plug, oh, you plugged your tour? Plugged my tour. Instagram, what's your Instagram? Instagram, at Ishan Akbar. Yeah. And sorry to the girl I plugged. <laughs> literally. I literally <laughs> plugged her. And I covered myself. <laughs> hey, I was 21. Right. It's been lovely. Thank Cheers, mate. Right. See you soon.